1: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law
2: live from Las Vegas sports talk hot takes and all of the bangers Lindsay Brown and Adrian Hernandez the playmakers.
0: Best things in life sometimes are unexpected surprises. No surprise that we are here on your airwaves today. I guess maybe it was a little bit of a touch and go this week, Adrian. You've mentioned it to me at least three times. Hey, we made it five straight days.
3: Facts. It's been a minute. It's been almost damn near a month here in studio. Yep. But we made it. And then even then, I'm still a little hesitant. Knocking on some wood, because we got two more hours to go on the Playmakers Plus
0: Friday, Lindsay! Oh, it is Playmakers Plus. I've forgotten about that. It means we get a little bit extra screwy today, but I will say we didn't have like a full week because we weren't able to work Trista Crick into our schedule, but luckily... This is true. Luckily, I'm going to be on Bad MGM tonight to help make up for that fact. 6 p.m., that's when they give me a call. Uh, My name is Lindsay Brown. I don't think I've introduced myself yet. And then also somebody is sitting in the corner here, Dominic Lavoie, who has emerged from the dungeons of... The secondary education system that is the uh, loan repayment program into the program. Hello, friend. You, your mic's oh, definitely not on. It's definitely not on, Adrian. I feel like we should have known this.
3: No, but we. I, I feel like we did. And, but and I is have he even Mark, on
0: the right mic? He.
3: I, I believe he is. He might need because to use...
0: he's on that far arm right there. So it should be the one that's in this chair, right?
3: Dominic, say something. See, this is bad. There on we the go. Wow, that chickens. just switched up on me.
4: Yeah. That's well, crazy. We have,
0: you know, so many friends that roll through here. And so it's easy to get confused with all the mics that are definitely in use at all times in this studio. But we are happy to have you back.
4: Thank you. Glad to be um, here.
0: It has truly been a minute. Have we learned anything?
4: Um,. I learned that you need to do your work. It's very important in that school.
0: At, at a at, at a probably a scheduled time, probably a slow burn, not like a fast all yeah. day type of thing. Not trying mm. to write an essay
4: at eleven forty five when it's due at eleven fifty nine. What
0: was the essay on?
4: journalism stuff journalism stuff ethics of it yeah just lack had to thereof. ramble like four clearly. or five pages about ethics <laughs> and stuff like that ethics.
3: clearly you're gonna get an A on that report so because easily the up background sure. you just gave me on that the spark notes version
0: Maybe of your, spark- essay. No, on your <laughs> journalistic ethics that is absolutely playmakers <laughs> plus vibes right there 100p how are you how are you feeling about your uh, GPA
4: um, it's actually gotten better this semester. That's, it's, you know it's, what? It's, we're in a That's good spot. That's all
0: you could ask for. That's all you could ask for. Because ultimately, we're just looking to be, you know, one day in a row at something or making some improvement.
1: And let's ride. I,
0: I thought That's, you were going to be impress something. So I wanted yeah, to make sure. I thank you. And
3: I'm, I'm Adrian Hernandez, too, by the way. But I feel like the people know that.
0: Yeah, I said Adrian, we just kind of walked straight into the conversation, but that's what happens sometimes with the show. Sometimes it's very formalized, very serious, and sometimes we really don't care. And maybe today is somewhere in the middle of that spectrum, let's just say that. We have a lot to get through, Um, sports and other things on our docket. We're going to get into some hockey talk here in a minute or two. We're going to talk about the touchables in the non-playoff teams in the NHL and the NBA who could possibly be on the move or just who we would, we would be considering to move uh, we have a new bit at the end of this hour that me and Adrian are super excited for and honestly I'm really nervous about hyping it up because we haven't done it before and sometimes that, speaking of knock on wood
3: you know <laughs> But you did, when you text me at 8 a.m. about some show stuff. With a
0: video. It's, I explained it.
3: No, it, it got me hyped. It woke me up. It's like, I, oh, it's go time today. I was today. like, I can
0: wait to tell Adrian this when I get to the studio later. I'm like, no, I can't. I'm going to forget most of this, and he is probably going to get hyped over it. And so we're going to introduce that to everyone. We'll talk about the greatness that is Kevin Durant and the respect that so many of uh, I was gonna say NHL royalty, NBA royalty has put on his name and you know, I any time people are dapping up thirty-five, we gotta talk about it.
3: I I respect it. The the allegiance to the number, I respect it.
0: Yep. Everybody's saying he's the goat, one of the goats, the goatiest of goats. Uh, Chamber of Chaos, uh we'll put both of you in there at the same time and see what happens. <laughs> Finally. it's Seven been minutes a minute. in heaven, seven yeah. plus minutes in heaven or something like that, and then we'll wrap it up with a, a scrambler or whatever we're calling this last segment uh and that should be our show and then the rest of the weekend is the abyss for the rest of us i mean you have like eight jobs dominic now you're telling me pre-show so you how many days off in a row do you have
4: um maybe like Ten hours. Ten hours. Yeah. Jeez, this is, man. He's
0: in his early twenties. This is what it is. Not that's, yet. That's the college life. He's nineteen still. Yeah.
3: Late te- te- early twenties. Early twenties. Start July fetus. six.
0: Literal fetus. <laughs> and we
3: do need to get the people ready. EDC weekend as well.
0: Could you imagine oh, go to EDC with the winds here right now?
3: It stinks, yo. They were all in Target yep. buying condoms and Gatorades. Yep. I
0: saw. Hey, it. Safety first. No liquid especially IVs. These days.
3: Liquid IVs. These are facts. Huh? Even if you're not going to
4: EDC, liquid IV. It's like a hydration powder thingy. Oh, see, I just got... When
0: I go to festivals, I get real IVs put in.
3: Oh. Oh, yeah. Oh,
4: Oh, yeah. Oh, bars?
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Medical bars? Absolutely bars. (laughs) I mean, they were definitely uh, qualified to give them, too, so don't worry about me doing anything sketchy as hell. But, like, you got to do what you got to do, especially with um, just how wonky the weather can be. And so, if you're down on your way down to EDC, first of all, thanks for hyping us up, you know, get pumped. I'm so pissed I'm not down there, though.
3: It's okay. See, but you focused on the wind. It's going to be super windy. I know,
0: but it's just like there's only so many. Post
3: COVID, everyone's going to be a little crazier than usual. Who's to say
0: I'm, that there's going to be another EDC? Who's to say that I'm going to be around for the next EDC? Damn. Like, you just, you mm. never know.
3: That's a real life. That's a way to look at it. But uh, yep. I'm going to be the flip side for you, Lindsay. Okay. Half glass full. Next year is going to have a bigger and better lineup.
0: Well, and Alice in Wonderland's not playing at EDC this year because <laughs> she's playing a Life it? is Beautiful, and so, like, literally, who does need it?
3: And you're going point? to Life is Beautiful.
0: Correct. So, yeah, so there it is. We still have to secure those tickets as well, but we have plenty of time to figure that out. Uh, in terms of figuring out the show, not really sure if that's ever going to be something we check off our box, but we at least should open it. It's
2: time for the can opener.
0: All right. It's time to make some sense, people. There's a professional women's hockey league in Sweden. It's called the SDHL. Announced earlier today that it is implementing a pilot program for the 2022-2023 season that allows body checking. Can I get a round of applause here? They're hitting.
3: They finally hit in. And I do believe we can give you a round of applause. Let's go.
0: Why? the IIHF years ago 1992 banned checking now the game is a lot different place than it was in 1992 1992 i mean was it 98 was the first ever olympics right dominic nagano i, uh,
4: I, remember I think i don't know that's yes. all before my time
0: anyways there's this idea that like when you play hockey that it's it's so rough that w- women and girls can't handle the checking and it causes more problems than it solves Because there's a multi-pronged kind of approach to really support this change. And I think it will be one that will be implemented across women's hockey, hopefully. Because ultimately, you want to make the game as safe as possible, right? And so by opening up checking, you're like, oh, that kind of seems counterintuitive. It is the exact right thing to do. Because... What happens when you don't teach people about things and then they're exposed to them later on? Do their bodies know how to handle it? Do they know how to manage it themselves? No. And so by allowing checking, other than the open ice collisions, they're saying none of that. But they're saying along the boards, you can absolutely hit people. You can absolutely find that different gear, of that physicality. We introduced that to... We started introducing checking at a lot younger ages than we do now on the boys' side. I think it's Bantams now. You, yeah. can't, you can't check. It used to be squirts. Um, but there's, there was a point when I was playing, and we would have like joint practices with the guys' team. And all of a sudden, practices, once we got to a certain age... They would go work on how to check and how to take checks more specifically. How to prepare? What do I need to look for? How do I approach the boards when the pucks on my left side versus my right? Versus when I have one hand on my stick versus two? Like, how do I prepare for this? When you when you say body checking is illegal, and you say and and there's no opportunity for any of these girls to prepare for it, to learn how to do that, to to expect that because why would we need to dedicate time to it? It is illegal. Right. But yeah. let me tell you about the ruthlessness that is women's hockey. I would much rather take a body check than have somebody slew foot me because that's the only way that they can really get back at me on that physical edge. I think this will have a positive impact on concussions, which they have found through their studies that there's been a 75% decrease, I think their number that they yeah. Um, in, in terms of incidents in concussions that have been seen since the increase in physical play. And then you get the actual developmental positives as well of what more physical hockey means and what that commands from you as you develop as you get better as you grow older and especially for countries like sweden like finland like switzerland that aren't team usa and aren't team canada how do we how do we start shrinking the gap a little bit more because we just don't have the same amount of money and sustainability to produce the skill tail at least line after line after line but if we can start using our physical advantages to our advantage, well, it's a whole new ball game.
3: Well, that, that that was is my question on the flip side, where USA and Canada have dominated the sport. Yep. And a lot of people have complained. And to me, when I read this, and I'm like, okay, if physical play is now going to be a part of the game,
0: that it just gives, is.
3: yeah, it just gives a bigger advantage to USA and Canada compared to these other countries because now the skill set isn't necessarily there. And now the physicality and just the ability to train and just you know get bigger, get stronger for the wear and tear. Right. Like I think it puts all these other countries at an even bigger advantage. By I don't agree this. though
0: because like so, Hillary Knight is one of the best uh, hockey players ever to play on, on Team USA for, for women. And say she uh, she's probably five nine, five ten, and say she's coming at me with a ton of speed, and I'm a defenseman. I'm at my own defensive blue line, and if I'm a man, if I'm playing men's hockey and she tries to take that outside angle to the boards, I can interject and hit him, her into the boards, right? Mm-hmm. I can stop her. That's a legal play. Without hitting, in the women's sport right now, I have to time it to a, to a nuance level that is so hard to hit, especially if I'm at a physical disadvantage. If I'm a little bit smaller, if I'm a little bit uh, slower footed, it's going to be really hard for me to do anything but get turned around while trying to stop her. But if I have that chance to wedge if I have that chance to really interject into her space that completely changes the way I I have the ability to defend Hillary Knight and if I if she doesn't have that outside lane she has to take the inside so now she has to take the inside what does my other defenseman do now like all of these little things that can just change by you taking a different angle on this particular play and that's where you're gonna have advantages and disadvantages just based off of Investment. That's where it is with the American game. That's where it is with the Canadian game, and that's where these other countries are are on at a disadvantage to catch up. But skill development, all of that, that feeds into the capitalist machine that is hockey. Skill development that has become a huge business. Like there's no faster sport than uh, growing than hockey, especially in just like the intangibles, the off season programs, the shooting tutors, like all this other stuff. You're giving, more, you're giving more people more tools at their disposal. And so with that, the diversification, I, I think that lends itself to a more evenly competitive field.
3: Well, I, I hope so, and I trust you. I just think, like, when I think of like international basketball, for example, because of some of the rules, it isn't as physical as, let's say, the NBA. And because of that, there's been countries like Spain and Argentina that have had a lot of success mm-hmm. and that beat the USA, where when you look at these rosters, you're like, wait a minute. Argentina had Manu Ginobili and a whole bunch of like bench type players, but they're yeah. able to compete. And one of the reasons why are it wasn't as physical and they were able to kind of use finesse and right. kind of outsmart. Whereas if it's a loving playing field, right. so like I'm is, assuming this is the, the same USA thing which is
0: opposite footed.
3: Yeah, but I just think the f- the physicality is going to lend itself to who has the better equipment, who has more money, who has more investment as opposed to who's necessarily no, it's more bigger skilled
0: bodies, isn't it? Well, yeah, but if, I'm if, saying bigger bodies. Physical, yeah, but not. A, but that's where I, we we assume that the Canadians and the Americans are the bigger bodied. Yeah, and that's so that, we're that's talking. True. We're talking more about skill development. Those are two very different concepts when we're talking about hockey, and that's where you see at the NHL level how they've moved to smaller players with skill development with with small area games, the ADP model, or whatever the hell they call it, um, to help create players that are creative and in. in um, Tiny spaces that can that can improvise that are are willing to kind of bump and run rather than take runs at people. Right, you're looking for more of a bumper boat feel rather than uh, a jousting feel. Dominic, you're a hockey player. What do you think?
4: Uh, I think it's a great move, honestly, because in my head, like even through this whole discussion, it's kind of my thought is why. Couldn't women check in the first place? Because we
0: need to be protected, dominant. Uh, I, n- protected. I never and that, that. That
3: was basically the reason, too. Yeah. By the way.
0: Well, let's. We talk about this a lot. Of at least I talk about this a lot because I run into this with my job about the lack of imagination that people have in terms of capabilities of women. Mm-hmm. Like it's one thing for us to see women in power positions, women you know in work. Like this has been going on for decades, and that's why all this like ass backward stuff that we're doing feels so so wrong. But it's not just about representation anymore. Like we were talking earlier about about, about studios and stuff. I'm like, who is writing these scripts? Who's greenlighting the scripts? Who is truly at the wheel? And that's where we're, we need to see those different imaginations. And with with different imaginations, you get different-minded, different experienced people in there. And some sports are willing to open that up. Be just because, and some sports have to open up because they need to make sure they can keep up with the competition. If we're talking about American hockey versus Swedish hockey, right? And so this lack of imagination that I think we have as a society and just in terms of like we we say, well, there's two genders, this is what we would expect. And we're all a lot of us are trying to unravel that. But in terms of not just that they deserve to be there, but what they're capable of. We're asking the same thing about investment in the WNBA. We're asking the same thing about a lot of stuff in our society, and so it does seem backwards. You're like, oh, they're so precious; they need to be protected. But 40 years ago, people like weren't playing. Women weren't playing hockey. Mm-hmm. They weren't basketball. Yeah. Sure, like soccer. Sure, hockey's different. Like they're, everybody's on their own different timeline. So, like, oh, they're gonna they're gonna play the most physical game that we know. Well, they can't be that physical, can they? We, we're fine.
3: And it ha- and it has to start. And you you brought it up in terms of like the. It needs. it's just like football and tackling. Like, sure, you're allowed to tackle. No, you need to know proper technique because you're either going to hurt yourself trying to tackle someone or you're going to hurt the other person. So mm-hmm. getting this at the lower levels so that at the younger age, they start to learn. I guess my one question to you, I kind of assume where you say there's not going to be open ice hitting yet. Is no, it safe that's to probably, say? No,
0: it, That it, it's just like... Like
3: a wait period, right, in a few years.
0: No, I, I think that the the open ice hits, I, I think, are less important because once you get that open ice the women's game is so skill focused that they want to take the space rather than ruin it. And so and, and the and the real difference at least from my understanding and my experience with my four concussions that I sustained over the cr- course of my career and what the problem is is that when when women or girls or whatever go into the corner, they're not expecting somebody to hit them. So on the off chance that even somebody bumps them, let alone actually has the attention to hit them, they're not ready for it. And so you're ragdolled. Like just think of what that does if your head snaps and hits something, let alone the torque, the snap of your actual neck versus teaching people at a young age to expect collision, to expect that, to have a defensive minded and even it's the difference of it's a breath, it's flexing. It's literally that, mu- that much of a difference. But if you're not taught that, if that's not ingrained in the way that you play, it is so hard to implement that later on and to have that expectation without completely derailing the rest of your game. And so it's a step in the right direction. Uh, open ice hits. I, I, I just I don't see really that that big of a um, need for them. Let's just see where we're at with this. But I'm just glad we're we're seeing some progress with it because I think this could really open up the game to a whole different level.
3: 100. percent, And part of my ignorance, I guess. One question too to get some better understanding. If you could kind of explain to me, Lindsay, the difference between a, a game with hitting as opposed to not hitting in terms of the play style and the momentum and everything involved.
0: Well, like I was saying with the Hillary Knight example in terms of like when you're when you're playing defensively or if you're just a team that doesn't have as much skill at their disposal, I'm going to try to take options away from you. I'm going to try to make your job harder. I'm going to try to make you stay along the boards. Like if you want a good example of what a good physical game can do to the most skilled teams, just watch the game against the or between the Colorado Avalanche and the St. Louis Blues last night, like the Colorado Avalanche are quickly running into the same problem they did against the Golden Knights last year, which was they have a bunch of unbelievably highly talented human beings that happen to be massive. And what happens when they all get cooked up and hopped up on their own stuff and all of a sudden there's three of them in like a 20-square-foot sheet of ice? Someone's going to get clipped. Someone's going to get disrupted. And guess what? The puck's going the other way. And that's why they lost that game last night. And that's why they lost that series last year. Because you can get the most expensive of thoroughbred horses in a phone booth as long as you put the fence posts in the right place, right? And that's what we're looking at. We're, We're looking at different tools to establish those fence posts and to invigorate the imagination on the women's side of the game. And so, a good talk to start out our playmakers here. Plenty more to get into the touchables. Who we would send away if we were that extra extra powerful person in the power position on the other side. Of break to The bet.
1: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.